ask anything. Kindle around, nursing kings, showing heart's admiration. So in the second episode today of this Let's Heal Hearts, I welcome wholeheartedly Aparna Gonate, the one who is a skilled trainer and who has been training people for such a long time. I guess for more than 19 years, she has been training people in corporates and in different uh, institutions. And uh, before I should say anything else, I would request Aparna Ji to share about her introduction, how she introduces herself to the public. Okay. Thank you. It's it's an honor to be on this platform. So in a nutshell, I'm like any other individual human being, but everyone is driven with purpose. So very early in my career, I actually realized what my purpose is. So I started as a banker and then I moved on into an HR portfolio. I realized that, you know, I make a lasting impression on people. Mm-hmm. And uh, there have been, in, in my college life also, there have been parents who used to reach out to me if they had to convey something to their kids who used oh. to be my friends. <laughs> okay, so, uh, you know, uh, I think you know sometimes you have this inbuilt kind of a thing and some things you develop over the period of time. But uh, I feel people could trust me and uh, it it whenever I said something to them wholeheartedly with, with good intentions, uh, people were easy to buy in. Okay, that's the that's the reason I think in a role of an HR professional also I could flourish, uh, and you know reach heights is only because of this kind of a personality wherein people could uh, connect to me. Okay, and I felt that it is uh, also there is something called as community service. You know that you have to give back to the community. So when I started working with an NGO, I realized that's my calling. Okay. And the expertise as a trainer, it, it actually added to it. So that's in a nutshell. So, you know, this uh, number of years of experience, I feel more than that is the reach experience with people, their experiences and the, in the entire journey. I think I'm the one who has gained a lot. Okay, because every individual, whether you you know talk to them, do not talk to them, even if you are sitting in a bus and you observe people, there's so much to learn. So true, so true. And the kind of enchanting smile that you have, which is enough to build a good rapport with the people, with the trainee that you have. And that might be one of the things, I guess, that connected you with the people. That's the genuine smile, genuineness, the authenticity in you. Yeah, I think that is one quality. Genuineness will take you miles, you know. Right. Uh, and even uh, there are people who will fake it also, you know. You <laughs> will be trained, like, you know, the programs that I conduct, train the trainer. I said, just be natural. Don't, hmm. uh, so don't ape people. Because, right. because <laughs> someone is good at smiling. Some, but identify your strengths and you use it. So, and I think the best thing is if you connect, and that connection has to be lasting. It just cannot be materialistic because I want something from that person. It has to be very genuine. I think and people can make out. It's not so difficult it, uh, to identify who is genuine and who is not. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes, you need to be genuine to connect with the people genuinely. So yeah. that's what it is. That be yourself. Don't try to be anyone else. And uh, Apanaji, as you said, that you were in banking earlier and then from banking you like reached into HR field and from their trainings and all 
so this kind of journey that you had from your personal background where you were interested in connecting with people talking with them and that's why you're professional as well so how do you see your journey in these long years that you have how you have uh, improvised yourself as you said yourself that you have learned a lot you have experienced a lot so how do you see yourself in these down the memory lane from 18 year old back 20 year old back aparna to this aparna today uh, i think your experiences and if you have more negative experiences it builds your personality Okay. so yes i have also gone through ups and downs in my personal life professional life on career so now there are a lot of avenues you know available for people to understand what is the right move for the career back in time in 1998 when i graduated uh, the avenues were very few there was no guidance as such so everybody felt that they were professional career counselor right. mama chacha everyone <laughs> right and at that point of time i felt doctors and engineers were the only the best career to go or bankers okay so and i come from a family like my siblings both are bank in banking industry my father was a banker so frankly speaking i never thought anything i said banking is a decent career <laughs> so lo- let's go ahead so there right. is you know, right now there are so many options where you can choose you can identify what is your personality type what are right. your strengths and weaknesses and there are proper professional career counselors who will right. guide you on that path right so uh, i feel as a person you know uh, uh, i did lot of mistakes in my life you know on my career front also <laughs> and i stumbled upon but i never stopped dreaming i never stopped you know hoping that tomorrow would be a better day right that innate quality actually pushed me uh, to reach uh, here and i think it's a fabulous journey because that has helped me to even so i'm authoring a book so it has helped me to pen down because people can relate to stories rather than you know text and concepts right um, really when we interact with the kids or with any generation people actually this is more interactive way this is more uh, kind of uh, connection which we make through stories so yes. you have also shown in some of your sessions like how we can connect more when we share the stories and that's the age old methodology even right. uh, i was watching a movie of amitabh bachchan and there also it was said like how people are no more interested in the rituals after death like they don't they think that uh, there is no scientific value of that so then the person actually explains it with the story that mahabharata story of bishpitama and uh, the girl again is not ready to accept it stating that it is all worthless that's uh, some sort of thing which doesn't make any sense there is no scientific evidence for that and the person actually the one who was training him in all these things he stated that how the story makes you feel more connected to the thing and that's the reason people have never asked that why are we doing because the story became so realistic so authentic that they trusted it without any question and for so long they don't know why they are doing it but they are doing it just because of the story that has taken over for so long yes yes okay uh, when you are taking sessions as you have taken so many sessions by now so how do you think that your trainees like have not changed or they have changed anything that you find common among your trainees for so far uh see frankly speaking person who identifies himself or herself that they need to upskill reskill 
or need to take up a new skill okay they would be self motivated and right. then there are you know some people who are pushed pushed right. by hr pushed by organization pushed by parents but once you are in a session okay uh, i i believe it is not only a trainer but anybody in your uh, uh, whether you are a teacher you are a guru uh, and i still believe in that gurukul kind of a sanskriti right. where you know experiences should be so solid that once that person comes within next mm-hmm. 10 minutes that person should forget that he or she has enrolled for a course right that person gets on a journey right so like when I, when i'm conducting two day three day program and these are individuals from corporates uh, who come and i when i see the next day also same participation is there no people have not trickled down right <laughs> have cancelled in fact there are important things that have come back i think that itself is uh, a kind, kind of, of great achievement yes so i feel every teacher anybody who is in this noble profession you have to ensure that uh you know your audience very well audience will come from different backgrounds you know there are certain audience who just like to be audience in the sense they will not add to it they will not ask questions but they will be observant okay uh-huh. in virtual world also uh you will come to know who are these people so next half an hour that you conduct any kind of a session virtual and if it is in person then it becomes all the more interesting right. and easy right. to identify but in your virtual world also You, in first half an hour, because the first half an hour you are just setting the tone of your training, identify these categories. So I identify people. So there are some trainees who are there just for bullying you. Okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any other agenda, but maybe they are expert in their knowledge. Okay. So identify those people. Identify people who are bored, disconnected, and then. Uh, but I feel each and every individual as a trainee is different. uh even when you change geographies okay internationally also if you see uh, hmm. people are different they come and there are some similarities also so right. one is definitely that they have come for learning second is they will connect with you only when they find it interesting right <laughs> so it is it's a challenge and it's your responsibility that you establish that connect in that half an hour how you do there are various tools of doing it but if you are a good person i think if you're a good person and uh, you know you are you really want to uh, share that knowledge it will genuinely get established even if you don't use those tools <laughs> so as you are telling that accepting your mistakes has been very easy for you and the way you have accepted right now also so that shows that you were always motivated to move ahead in your life and that's the reason you kept on moving and you reached to the place where you are right now so when you talk about self motivation it is easy for the adult people to be self motivated and for you as we have this seen in the session as well everyone is interested everyone is able to connect because they have enrolled for this course on their own but what about the situation where the students are sitting in the classroom and they are possibly asked to sit even the stud the subjects that they don't like the things that they don't like the teachers that they don't like the classroom the any sort of thing that they don't like still they have to sit and for sure there is no extrinsic uh, uh, mo- sorry no intrinsic motivation extrinsic force towards there maybe they will get good marks maybe will get the uh, appreciation but there is no self motivation so what can you tell to those 
trainees I, of yours who are dealing with these kids frankly speaking i have a different take i find it is difficult to keep the adult crowd engaged okay <laughs> yeah uh, uh having said so kids i think it's because they are very transparent right. if they don't like it they will show it on their face right <laughs> i have, so there was one incident i like to share there's the school called saint zaviers i was conducting uh, a session on nlp and how nlp can help them and other methodologies mind mapping and all to uh, because uh, you know this all foreign concepts so french revolution and when you know don't know these names you don't know the name of the king and what really happened it's so difficult to memorize all these things right so i was doing this session and within first 5 minutes i gauged it that every friday these people are actually made it mandatory that an external person comes give gives them a gyan churan mm. this people are really bored okay right. so i stopped my presentation and everything i said let's now you know shift the sitting arrangement we'll make a circle okay <laughs> and uh, uh, and then uh, there, there in maharashtra there is one small play that we used to play as kids mama chapatra so it's basically okay. a kind of a letter Uh, mm-hmm. that your mama has sent you and right right <laughs> put it behind someone so actually similar. we play it as a patne se chitthi aayi kisi ne dekhi right so uh, and i said this is not a now uh, knowledge sharing session it's going to be a fun activity don't tell your principal we'll close the doors right. we'll close the windows no session <laughs> and right. everybody was so elated uh, and they got so uh, anxiety they had fun and all and doing that session i actually told them you know what are the ways of memorizing things right. so uh, if you have to remember uh, all the names of prime ministers of india how would you do that you know let's play that game and i told them that you you recollect your house you know the entrance you know uh, entire pura kona kona you know of the house right. now imagine when you enter the first prime minister to open the door second prime minister sitting on the couch indira gandhi patata uh, vada bana rahi hai right right <laughs> so there's a method and everybody was so happy they did the, after an hour so whatever techniques i wanted to teach them that happened that but they did not they did not feel that this was a session and they enjoyed bahar jaakar when their teacher said you know how was the session did you learn anything like, yeah 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 very nice this that they clicked <laughs> photographs with me took my autograph and all and then they said teacher don't tell her we you uh, we have not told anything right, right. but don't tell that we did not tell <laughs> i said actually the session got conducted you learned whatever i wanted to tell you so what i what i want to you know uh, narrate here is identify what are the techniques which help you to uh, don't just do that rudimentary uh, thing i think there is so much to learn from our ancestors and their methodology of teaching yeah but the blinding way we are following the things the traditions that you are telling it is blindly followed and as you said yes students are also aware if this they report such sort sort of things either to the principal either to the authorities both the teacher who has conducted such sort of session actually you ha- you were there just for one day but right, majority but of the teachers day. are there every day yeah that is not possible and they have to go through that teacher every day listen to that teacher every day in that way so teachers have so many obligations so many things that they have not to do yes for sure as i am in a coaching industry there i am allowed to do such sort of things but 
as you shared one experience of mine is there my first experience in mumbai i was there in a kind of icc board school in which uh, in one classroom there were 55 students i was very new at that time i had not even completed my graduation but yes i was teaching english to them so just imagine i am teaching english merchant of venice in 9th standard and uh, 55 students in a classroom at that time i just wanted that students should understand what i am trying to tell i didn't want that they should be entertained in this they should just know what is conveyed by shakespeare in this what did antonio mean so all these things i was trying to tell in that classroom and that time the students have already come to the field of social media in the classroom right now today i find those kids who are communicating in the classroom kitna chategi kab tak dimag kharab hoga hamara break bhi kha gayi so this kind of language they were using and this is the language which was for the public i was told by the students themselves that they have been using very nasty language for themselves as well as for the teachers right now when i look at them it's almost 12 13 years since i have been their teacher and i never connected with them as you said it very well i couldn't connect with them right now they all are successful they all scored below average marks in english and i was so much like what will they do in their life they can't even write a b c d clearly their none of your words are clear how will they do anything in their life and you know each of them that i know today those who couldn't even express a word clearly those whom i taught a b c d in ninth standard they are all well placed <laughs> so that's really strange it's not that what we are teaching in the classroom at least in the daily classroom that helps them what you shared it that is a point to be noted by all the teachers we don't have to think what we are telling then how we are telling <laughs> and that yeah. how really matters how really matters you said it and trust me you know you cannot correlate education and success in life right well our definition of success is very materialistic oriented um, so uh, and each one of us you know uh, is education is necessary i'm not saying education right. is not, but yeah. there is no direct correlation established that someone who scored 92 Uh, has been successful right and even one particular field like we are like ship or we are moving towards one direction only just the doctors just the engineers now if any field is known that this is a kind of uh, something promising field they just keep on moving towards that so, so uh, on that note i would also like to add is that you know our education system i'm not blaming india or right. such but our education system needs a disruptive change why i'll tell you whatever we are doing right now if you see the curriculum and the kind of because of this um in artificial intelligence and all the kind of jobs that would be available or professions that would be available would be completely different are we preparing our students our kids for that kind of world right <laughs> brilliant so, point and, and trust me i i think we cannot just narrow down by saying ye ye professions mein paisa milta hai no i think now also you can see a youtuber or a yoga expert or there are universities for happiness why yeah. are you paying so much for happiness coach you know <laughs> I, uh, i think gallup had come or uh, mercer i don't remember which but uh, there is a study by what are the what are 
the futuristic jobs okay there would be more you know environmentalists that would be required there would be people who would be experting into natural energy uh, then having clean energy this all roles are coming and uh, do we have curriculum for that right now the answer is no and some <laughs> pockets yes so i think but one thing that you can really teach your kids your students is life skills right basic life skills if they are able to uh, ace it i think it shouldn't matter what field they are entering they would definitely grasp it right <laughs> life skills actually again is a very broad thing it's not only about like when we talk about uh, vocational education we talk about uh, as you said happiness coaches and all and the example that i have given you from the class where everyone is established right now so one among them was really such kind of student who was coming for extra help and uh, i literally taught him from starting this is how we write capital a this is how we write small a he couldn't express a single word clearly he used to stammer a lot and i'm surprised to see he is a motivational speaker today he speaks wow. in public and uh, he he has created a mass follower uh, he is a brilliant singer he has created a kind of youtube sensation so this is what life is i don't know how he got his confidence who helped him because yes for sure i have there only for uh, almost a year in his ninth grade itself so afterwards he has got someone such influence in person some sort of motivation which took him from that point to that level and we need such sort of people who can really enrich us in that way who can empower us and for that actually i have seen on your wall itself where you have shared one story on uh, this mexican bus company who is teaching empathy to its uh, bus driver by trying to be a cyclist first so they need to be cyclists to empathize with these cyclists when they are becoming bus drivers so in the same way don't you think that uh, teachers also need to understand the situation of the students who are sitting there who are listening continuously and uh, sometimes teachers really forget like i am teaching why my student is not getting the point i have been explaining it for so long but they forget the same child is sitting for so long listening to each and every one so how do you think that empathy can be brought among the teachers so they can also understand the pain of the children that they are dealing with so uh, i feel compassion empathy i think the teachers need it more right <laughs> i have not been a teacher but i have seen teachers uh, trust me there is so much of pressure on them right they have to continuously speak in a class of 50 60 kids right. who are making noise holding their attention they are bombarded with administrative work right. they also have to do extracurricular activities for the <laughs> school and they become data entry operators for data also so they they and trust me it's it's not an easy job okay yeah so uh, the schools and colleges that we are associated with okay uh, through some or the other we always try to tell them that you know th i think there is uh, once upon a time teacher and gurus were actually paid that respect and right. they also had that that they considered each and every child to be their own child right so i i'll just narrate a short story hmm. uh, which i read actually on one of the social media uh, i think fb yeah. or insta i don't right. remember 
so there is one teacher and uh, so she uh, she goes to class and this is like very small kids maybe first or second standard and uh, it's a well uh, it's a well known school so people come out school students from a good economic background as well as social background come over there but she finds one child who is very shabbily dressed hair not combed and everything and he is always dull okay so uh, initially she tries to tell him that you know uh, gives a chance to talk and all but nothing happens and he scores also very less so she also starts uh, neglecting him okay right. because there is other students also and not like uh, uh, on purpose but over the period of time she hmm. starts neglecting him so one day she, it happens so that her maid has not come and hmm. uh, uh, so she goes to see what happened why did her maid not come to work and then she chants upon this boy in that area and she uh, wonders what is he doing over here so basically uh, she comes to know about his story that he also comes from a well to do family but his mother has recently died uh, his nani is very or dadi is very old and uh, uh, his father works somewhere out of the town there so there is no one to look the maid only takes care of him brings him home sometimes and all Mm-hmm. she feels very bad that i judge this kid right next day onwards next day onwards she takes it on her that you know she combs his hair mm-hmm. and uh, in the class and you know uh, talks to him and over the period of time so uh, you know there is a drastic change in this guy he really comes out with good grades uh, and all so i feel somewhere you know teachers don't have that time to pay attention also or uh, and it is it is human nature to judge quickly and compartmentalize people like these are the intelligent ones the first benchers these are the notorious right. <laughs> it becomes very uh, automatically it's not something that a teacher wants to do but right. i think there has to be some kind of compassion respect uh, and i think this is the responsibility of the par- parents as well as the principal and the administrative staff to give that motivation uh, and also time frame to a uh, teacher to actually and then not that just because now they get compassion they will feel compassionate but this comes from within and right. they want to do it's not something that they don't want to do just that they don't have that time they have to complete that portion they're running behind it okay but for every teacher i just can say only one thing uh, of course i am no one to give any kind of uh, advice to them because they are in a very very noble profession they actually have shaped us so but i can only tell one thing is that give some time to connect with the kids and connect with the back benchers the people the kids who are not doing well rather right. the kids on the front bench <laughs> you put it up so nicely aparna stating all the kind of facts that is really required that is really to be noted not just by the teachers yes for sure they are really as you have shared that how pressurized they are by both the admin and the parents and the teacher needs help from both of them and then only they can work all together for the students so beautifully said with all the points thank you so much for that uh, nice explanation so when we talk about a mentor aparna mentor is someone who sees more talent and ability within you than you see in yourself so we find many leaders today claiming to be mentors but they are there just to criticize their subordinates and take credit for all the good things that come so what's your say on this again frankly speaking mentoring is a different field altogether 
okay mentor coach trainer right fascinating names that actually uh, they are i'm basically talking about uh, students itself so students matter like in the classroom the class teacher is the mentor of the students and even if you talk about uh, banking uh, in any sort of uh, institution there yeah. there are the bosses the leaders can be considered as the mentors who consider themselves to be mentor but most of the time they are just criticizing so right. so i think the person who is criticizing cannot be a leader right <laughs> लीडर कैन नॉट बी समन बट हु इज गोइंग टू टेल दम बिल्ली के गले में घंटी कौन बांधे नहीं इसीलिए तो ये लीडरशिप प्रोग्राम का कॉस्ट आपने सुना है पांच लाख छह लाख राइट क्योंकि लीडरशिप तो मतलब very few there are very few leaders and i was fortunate enough that i have amazing leaders in my life who shaped right. my career also so uh, I, and trust me leader is not someone who will uh, criticize you but at the same time who will help you to identify yourself what what are my shortfalls what are my strengths what are my weaknesses and how i can turn my weaknesses also into strengths okay <laughs> those are your leaders those are your mentors right. and i uh, at uh, actually there is one book called strengths finder okay what is you know what they say is that the concept is beautiful in organizations they do swot analysis or even in hmm. now in schools also career advisors recorded yes. they do swot analysis and whatever is your shortfall or weakness they'll tell you how to overcome it and do it strengths finder has a different concept they say every person has a strength and weaknesses why don't you actually utilize and also you know take take your strengths to the next level because that's inbuilt in you if you polish it further you're going to achieve great things out of right. it so at so for example there is a shy person that is that person's weakness okay and you are trying to make him a orator right rather than if that shy person is brilliant at research that mm-hmm. is his strength right, right. utilize that person in that right. area brilliant find out your strength yes <laughs> and, and build on him right. because then See, on working on a weakness, you may overcome it, may not overcome it. It will take time, right? Right. But strength is something which is there with you, and you will feel good after using your strength because you will find success in that. Right. So that's the job of the mentor to help the person know the strength. So I will share just a small anecdote of mine where uh, I had been working in a very reputed school, one of the most reputed schools in Navi Mumbai, mm-hmm. and the principal is also very very popular principals. in the whole principals world so i was again new in the school because as we english teachers are mostly contractual i have worked in almost six seven schools in my seven years oh. <laughs> okay so every year i was getting better opportunity and i was moving to the other school so there also i was on contract and uh, contractual teachers actually don't have leaves oh. so um, i guess 10 or 9 uh, or 10 like that leaves they have so i had to take a leave for that uh, durga puja i was on fast and i wanted to have a leave but uh, already so many teachers were on leave so he said that you you can't get it so i said but i have asked and uh, i am on fast i have to feed it uh, that kumari kanya and all yeah uh, he said that uh, it is not possible so you uh, how can you get so many leaves you have already taken i said i am going for unpaid leave sir anyhow i won't be paid for that day and uh, it's okay i so he shouted at me literally 
as if i had been a kind of labor who was asking for something and then uh, i was on fast and thinking about all those things i fainted in the classroom now what was his comment on that this is a drama that you are doing to take a leave and that word still is engraved in my mind and whenever someone says that he is a very good principal i say in what way he doesn't even know how to treat his teachers he doesn't even know how to talk with his students just talking goodies with the parents won't make him a good principal and as it's a reputed school so yes for sure so most of the time result is given from that i think it's very unfortunate that you know we have forgotten the human element right so again uh, when we come back to this uh, being a mentor <laughs> so let's forget about those things and when you are starting the training in that uh, you have different sort of people as you said in your trainees we have all the kind of people the kind of people who are there just to disturb just to check or people who are really there to learn so in that uh, actually we will go for the saying that uh, if there is one rotten apple it can ruin all the apples over there in the basket so we should literally remove it but when in the training session if you get such sort of rotten apple today uh, what do you do with that is it really like you should literally remove or you will play some technique <laughs> okay so frankly speaking uh, my hr profession taught me one thing is to identify influences now there would be negative influences there would be positive influences right. and uh, it is very well said that if you identify your negative influences use them to the great extent keep them busy and it's okay. you know uh, it is said that you should always keep your enemies closer than your friends okay so similarly <laughs> as a mentor or a trainer if you come across one rotten apple keep that person busy and uh, how would you keep that person busy call that person on the dais okay <laughs> half of the agenda of that person would go away because to be on the dais it's not so easy right you need to have that you know even uh, uh, trainers like us who uh, go on center stage and talk but it's always butterflies in us right <laughs> that that's a good stress right okay? so when suddenly you call that person take him in or uh, her in the limelight okay half the battle is won over there that person might be an expert okay and try to show that you don't have much knowledge ask that person to take the dais let that person show his or her expertise okay you are saving your energy for some time okay but ensure that you are the remote control you are not handing over the remote control you are using that remote control right. you are in control of your session okay in between keep that person engaged by asking the right questions in a role play or something give him a, or her the prominent role they feel engaged and over a period of time you will realize that the first agenda that they had in their mind is completely gone out of the window and now they have become an engaged trainee right <laughs> but then there are some tough nuts also to crack at that point of time like you know when you know there's one rotten apple and if you keep it in the basket everything is going to right. rot isolating it is also important Okay. okay and it becomes easier in a virtual setup who can just get that person out of the session right <laughs> right but in in person session then you may want to be a little stern and you may want to tell him that uh, sir or ma'am you know 
this, there is a flow, there's an agenda of this session. And I'm here to ensure that it happens because people have come here for learning. I don't know what is your agenda. Right. But that is, and then you open it for the entire group also to say, you know, do you want this person to continue with this or you have paid here to acquire knowledge from me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this person gets the message and if not, you can say that I will refund your money, but I want you to gracefully walk out of the session. Right. <laughs> Fortunately, I have never come across uh, a, such a situation where I had to throw someone out. Okay. And you are such a good manager. I have also experienced it myself, like how you handle with the things. So even the next question, which is there, I guess that it will be taken over with the what you were telling telling right now. So <laughs> you have almost answered that part, but I will still ask you, just imagine that you are in that uh, training session <laughs> and not just one or two, but you find that the whole group over there, the whole crowd is not interested. And uh, maybe because what you are teaching, what you are taking at that moment, they are already aware about it. Or maybe that is such a kind of uh, topic, which is not interesting to either of them. So okay. in that situation, as you have already answered, still I want to listen it, to it once again. What would See, you do? If you have an entire gang, okay, the expectation setting is not done properly. So there can be two reasons that they are forcefully sent to it, right. or there is something which has happened with the entire group earlier, and it's there is no connecting connecting with whatever reasons that you are thinking of. It, you should be candid enough to ask them. You know, is the session so boring that your nobody is interested? then we can stop it. We know we can do some fun activity and uh, this. I will not charge you for uh, this. I'll refer to your money. But the entire gang being disengaged, I think it's, it's a, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't see at any point of time that can happen because if your expectation settings are right, if they're there for learning, unless and until they're forced by their manager, their teachers to attend that uh, session, okay? But then having that candid conversation to identify what is the valid reason. Like I remember, I, I don't know, probably you were also part of that session wherein a female, she said that, you know, uh, she did, she was training, product training, and yeah. she realized no one was engaged. Like, but the reason right. was completely different. Mm. That they were promised something in their role. Mm. It, it was not delivered to them. So they were so, and they didn't know why they were put in this training program. Right. How is it going to help their role? So, and she kept on thinking that she is doing something wrong. So I feel, have an open conversation with them. Identify the underlying reason. And then, you know, try to address it rather than you assuming things on your own. Right. (laughs) Again, you have just taken the nut of that and stated it very clearly that find out the purpose, find out the reason and work on it. Like there must be some motive, there must be something because of which the people are behaving in that way. It is not possible that everyone is disorganized. So right. look into that and uh, just work on it. Brilliant again. Thank you so much. So uh, like uh, when we talk about the kind of trainees that we have. So when someone does good in the training session, you see there is a good impact of that among others also. And they all feel motivated. Like you start praising someone and they again feel, okay, that kind of thing, I can also get it. And they all start doing such sort of thing. So it is said that one good action, one good act creates a chain of good acts. Yes. So, yes. so it, it is like uh, anything that we do, any simple thing that we do, and that is good enough, 
people are impressed by it inspired by that and they all start doing such sort of thing for myself like i am here to spread mental health awareness and that is not that it has come to my mind on its own i have seen people working for it i i know many people all over the world who have lost someone and after that they have started an organization for suicide prevention so that's what is my motive my intrinsic motiv- motivation is that i shall help the teenagers i shall help the parents so that we can curb such sort of thing and again i know what i am doing again it will be a chain reaction maybe someone else will be affected by it and as we all are connected we all are contributing in some or the other way to this so i would request you to share some of your experience by stating that how one good re- action creates a chain of so many good reactions i will uh, tell you a real life experience i was working for uh, citibank uh, through e serve international okay e serve international was the back office of citibank and they did wonderful training programs okay for the employees one such program was about appreciation okay, okay. so it is not something that the manager only has to appreciate uh, uh, the subordinate uh, you can also appreciate your manager or a teacher has to appreciate a student a student can also go and appreciate fostering this culture of appreciation even at your home will show you amazing results so the when the session started so uh, the trainer just told us one thing all the people sitting in this room write one word okay of appreciation for the other person that probably you know less okay, okay so or not your uh, immediate colleague but someone from the other department you have known that person that you have seen the face was mm-hmm. saw him walking down the uh, cubicles so you must have identified because we are human beings something mm-hmm. or the other keeps on going right so you might like his smile or you might like the way he conducts himself or you might like the way she laughs her smile brings a smile on your face okay mm-hmm. so now put a chit put the name of that person don't write your name on that just write one appreciation word or a sentence for that person and said so you keep it and then you know the session started and in the mid of the session uh, the uh, trainer told us now give all the chits to me after you come back from the break i'm going to read out your name and what is that someone appreciated mm. uh, about you and then it did immediately okay immediately after 15 minutes of this and he started his other topics of the uh, session and then he said before this activity that we did okay we had engaged trainings okay and now also we have engaged it what is one difference that you can make out and we all could say that everybody felt that happiness they felt belongingness and they were far far more engaged so they said what stops you by telling from telling your mother that mom you did so many things since morning for me why don't you just sit and i'll give you a cup of tea <laughs> or you tell your father that you know the uh, father other i think mother pe to there is lot of appreciation lot of articles right. written also hmm. father is the less thanked person <laughs> because he also is very low on emotions and expressions right. the way mom will come and cares you men maybe there are different ways of emoting right, right? Mm. so uh, similarly your colleague what does it take to tell you know this this color really is suiting you or i really like the way you smile you know it puts a smile on my face or, 
or you're good at this you know i've seen that the way you conduct your team meetings mm-hmm. i really like it what does it take to appreciate and today i see this is this i'm talking about 2002 or uh, yeah 2002 2003 okay now i see corporates inculcating inculcating this habit wherein they have put such kind of tabs now on linkedin also you will see somebody is appreciating their right. team member or right. their colleagues okay appreciation takes a lot in fact some of my i do coaching and mentoring for hr professionals mm-hmm. i've seen one thing even if that person doesn't get certain things that you're telling him or her to do say you're doing brilliant you have amazing potential mm. you will see a paradigm shift in the understanding levels of that person right <laughs> very true so we can see it like uh, you said it very well when we listen to the appreciation I, I, right now there was one thing i would being in the field of psychology and counseling we know that uh, emotions are there everywhere irrespective of the gender yes we have stereotyped it that uh, women or ladies express it more but uh, fe- males don't do that but right now I, actually there are so many poems on fathers as well so people especially girls and uh, boys they all celebrate their fathers day as well now men's day is there on november we have one means men's day in which uh, yes. the people actually feel, let the male feel that uh, they are also someone special not just uh, they need to make the women feel special Absolutely. so these are the things actually and uh, we can all make someone feel uh, like he he means something to us Right. and, and that it's a, it's a chain reaction okay right. something which right. will you will see it will show ripples right so when i feel good i will let others also feel in the same manner so that's really very good thing so now when we move to gender stereotyping so <laughs> we see like based on my hair or my color my height my weight everything is actually judged based on my appearance and uh, in the morning i <laughs> told my daughter that today i'm going to get a haircut and i will have a very small hair she was so worried she was almost crying mama you will look like a man so don't do that and then i was like why just having that uh, short haircut will make me man so everything else will be drowned so what what is your look out into that the physical appearances that we have and uh, based on that when we judge people that what kind of eyes you have what kind of height or weight you have i think you know we are so conditioned to think in a certain that you know we are taught to put everything in a box so even gender sensitivity is such a topic and uh, you know just like i i really despise those ads Oh, who say pink is for girls and blue right. is for men <laughs> dolls are for girls right. and uh, you know a car toy is for a boy and boy cannot cry boy cannot boy show cannot his emotion cry. boy cannot yes. show his weakness right so all this stereotyping i think we are conditioned with that that way right okay? so whether you like it or not and trust me we as trainers or coach we conduct such kind of sessions for people but we ourselves are a victim of it right. we don't even you know remember or recollect that sometimes we are conditioned to, and not just gender um there is so much of diversity in our country in, in and around us 
that you know based on the geography that person has come from someone from haryana has come are to uski baat karne ka to tarika matlab aise hi hone wala hai unka par aata hai maharashtra se aise to aise hi rahega everywhere there is stereotyping and trust me it is going to take ages to undo that right unless an anti every individual consciously does that right and for that you have to sow this seeds right from school and i'm happy that our government has taken initiative for uh, that for gender sensitivity uh, and there are now gender champions that are identified at school level it's a mandatory program it is not been driven the way it has to be uh, driven but it's a wonderful and i think unicef has also come up with a uh, a curriculum and their curriculum is so effective while just in a short i'll narrate you is um, they tell the class uh, kids that you know we have one fire uh, uh, you know fire person uh, then there is one doctor there is one engineer and mm-hmm. all the professions they talk about mm-hmm. and they're going to come and meet you okay right. so and everybody is expected uh, so all these people come together not in their uniforms then they are made to sit hmm. and uh, and the kids are asked to identify this is the profession identify who is that person in those all men okay. women and hmm. uh, transgender is also uh, right. transgender ko koi profession hi nahi hai koi people are not right. able to identify any profession for them fire person is a man hmm okay. cooking is a woman women. farming is a man okay so all and then then later on it discloses so they come with their placard and say so there is a woman who is a fire fire woman uh, okay fire <laughs> and then the doctor is someone else so and uh, the transgender is a doctor in fact in that right okay so uh, then kids realize that you cannot stereotype uh, only certain things like reproduction or uh, um, you know breastfeeding and all this are gender specific rest all roles are up to you with who right. you want to be okay? right. so i think gender sensitization and stereotyping and i will not blame i think we are we are conditioned in that way yeah so you said it very well that unlearning is important and unlearning is so difficult because the last generation like people like us only have been conditioned in that way and somehow consciously we reflect into our kids and that's why they too are getting the same things that we have taught them involuntarily i should say because that is engraved in our mind in such a way i remember i was sharing that thing with my kids as well there was a time when i really used to feel my daughter was too fair and the maid who used to come to my place was complete dark complexion one and uh, when she used to take it i really felt at some moment that maybe she has got some dirt on her uh, cheeks and while she is loving it she will get it so now i i admit it i felt in that manner but that was wrong that that should not happen with anyone and i should not teach my daughter that she should feel in the same way so these are the things we can unlearn ourselves first and maybe we can teach it to our kids so uh, very well you have explained it again and uh, we all actually work together in this we when we work in a team we do make a difference we all have some sort of uh, flaws and merits so you will be able to look at my flaws which i might ignore at times and uh, our merits will be able to add into it and we can get some new insights with that so i would request you again that uh, at some point of time you might have uh, experienced something where you felt that 
you you won't be able to do that but in a team you were able to make it so that our audience our uh, listeners will get this that it is we we cannot do anything or everything all alone sometimes we need a team and team really helps us to so uh, i completely uh, believe that if you have to uh, you know achieve greater goals right team is team is the success okay so uh, and you have also uh, experienced yourself i i actually encourage people for collaborations right okay? don't individually try to do certain things we are not so this you know concept of superwoman or superman mm-hmm. is very superficial right so ask for help ask for collaborations identify you know what are strengths of the team each one will bring a different angle to it each one will bring their own capacity and capabilities to it and then you will be able to actually come out with something wonderful you can achieve it quickly you can achieve it at a greater level than what you would have done individually uh, as a person and i think this this you should foster in your home itself you cannot you know have a home where the mother alone is working in kitchen and uh, father is only taking care of uh, finances show that team as a team as a unit of a family you can achieve it then only you're fostering the team building uh, thing because i think your first teacher is your parents right right so and also trust me uh, teams will take you to greater 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 heights mm-hmm. and uh, there is enough work enough resources enough everything for everybody on this earth like mm-hmm. i totally believe in that uh, you know almighty if that person if god has given you uh, you know actually uh, sent you on earth to do something aapka pet bharne ke liye usne already vyavastha kar di hai utna soch par level pe kuch karo mat ki nahi mujhe like for example trainers world is a very close knit uh, this and uh, they will say oh my god you know ek hi requirement aaya hai and uh, abhi itne sare wo ek linkedin pe post aaya hai and everybody is jumping but i actually tried something else you know i i wrote in that comment that yes i do conduct this training but so and so person conducts it far better than me okay. i would recommend this name oh that itself was such a thing and people right. started doing it people said okay uh you know she did it and she recommended someone else's name you know let's that and <laughs> people started referring business to each other right so this is how actually again that uh, chain work we were talking about so that yeah. chain of good act is created with this so when you do something good act you influence many others and they start making and, and, and trust me working in in team is fun it will it will have its own challenges but when you achieve the end result successfully as a team the joy that you will feel it would actually wove you into and knit you into this uh, unseen bonds i still remember my team from citibank days we are still in touch okay because you know it, it was uh, work was very challenging i was in international funds transfer unit where you had to send funds abroad and every country has a cut off time and we to right. rush because if mm. you don't do that transfer before uh, before that cut off time right. there would be an interest that citibank would have to pay for uh, it and it was very very delicate work and the entire team of 38 people that we were there if we felt that someone is lagging behind we should leave our work and say acha de do mujhe transaction de do 
will do it so as a right. team you really bond and i feel you will achieve greater heights because if right. it was not team there is you know a, a like a scientist okay a scientist who is working in space uh, he would have di- directly traveled and gone on the moon right but there are other people who do that okay and right. there, so each one contributes okay each mm. one contributes and if, i think even rewarding each one uh, in the team is very important so again uh, there are many courses on team in- building as well and uh, like there are team coaches so as you said leadership coaching is 5 lakh same with team building coaching is also very expensive very <laughs> so still i would just request you to tell like as we talked about the rotten apple in the same way in a team we have such sort of people who are always there to create problem as we said that appreciation is there same way criticism and trying to pull the leg of the other is also there so how those kind of people can be trained is there anything to train such sort of people as well or it goes in values only and humanity only no there is you know and that's the role of a great leader uh, you know they are given designation of a manager but it's it's like you know what i feel it's like manager's duty is to manage a family not just the project team right and i have seen wonderful leaders i've seen people who have done grave mistakes also who have broken the spirit of team hmm. and there are some leaders who are no i'll not call them leaders but managers who are dictators and uh, you know i've seen the fulcrum getting disturbed so uh, most important is if you have such kind of people you will have such kind of people because <laughs> everybody comes with their own experiences uh, that big person in your team who is trying to break the tree a team personally must have experienced something in the past somebody must have broken his or her uh, trust okay and that's the reason with that experience now that person thinks you know behaving in this way would be far better than getting hurt or some are like inherent quality of being bad okay <laughs> so like you know my hr career really helped me to identify those negative influences and trust me these negative influences are going to be your go to people you should know how to utilize them right <laughs> and then you can really see lot of difference but you know what apart from that also i feel it's if you connect on an emotional or a mental level okay mm-hmm. then you actually overcome all these negative thoughts that connection has to be very strong in a team <laughs> that that person might be bad but uh, or there's no good or bad person but circumstances give you that experiences to do that so that person might have bad intentions but when you establish that relationship i think that you that person will unknowingly overcome that all bad intentions <laughs> on a personal note again aparna i have been in educational industry for about 15 to 17 years now and in my entire career i have seen the seniors the leaders as you said they are not leaders they are actually manipulators they are so insecure about themselves and yes for sure i i say that my credit or my potential the best thing in me is i i'm devoted to my work i'm passionate about my thing and that becomes the insecurity for my leaders and for so long i feel i am stuck i'm not able to move ahead and somehow i'm not able to leave it and i know this is the position in which many many teachers are still there and uh, i i know many teachers who are working in that position in that era for about decades 
two decade 25 years and they are in the same at the same place so <laughs> that's again a different thing and we can discuss on that later on as well i just wanted to share something which was haunting me like uh, i feel you know there's something called as art of influencing now the people that i coach so they have unfortunately landed a bad manager okay but then uh, like i said you can always mold your team there's something called as art of influencing also right where you can mold your manager okay, okay. but <laughs> again it's an art which should be practiced right. that you will get that perfection right <laughs> but you cannot make uh, your manager secure about your presence when the manager is very much insecure you you cannot get rid of Arubha, that i have a different take on it uh, okay uh i i i feel you can do it okay it, need, it needs patience from your side and also there are certain uh, uh you know there are uh, i don't know whether you've heard about this every word has a different energy okay <laughs> brilliant you, uh, study the science of it uh, like for example our, we as a as indians are so uh, i would say lucky to have such enriched culture and mm-hmm. uh, the uh, i think the boon of sanskrit language okay mm-hmm. and uh, there is a scientific study done on how you say when you say all that is a part okay. of our influencing <laughs> and you you can you know there are people who are insecure not just not just your boss or your subordinate or your colleague or this in your relationships also yeah. in your relationships also there would be people who would be insecure or jealous but you mm-hmm. can still turn the tables right brilliant so this is a new way you have shown me and i'm really grateful to you for this so i will look into this part as well yes for sure i have entered in coaching as well where i'm taking a coaching course from icf at present so wow. that is again different thing we, we can <laughs> have a different yeah, conversation yeah. yeah so i just want uh, one last answer from you like uh, you you have been dealing so well like right now it's almost one hour and we didn't even realize that's how we interacted for so long and you have shared so many things and for me that moment where you said that it's all about words and how what and when you say that that is really very important and that can influence that can even uh, change the mindset of such sort of leaders who are insecure about you so i would request you to tell me just three things that you would like to tell all the trainers around there all the teachers around there all the coaches as well how to make a build how to build a good rapport with your trainees with your people around any three things that you think is most important i i would say three things are the same word three times i would say that is be genuine be genuine and be genuine <laughs> uh you cannot uh, so even if i tomorrow i am like for me my role model is meryl streep who's a hollywood actress okay, okay. now overnight i cannot copy meryl streep because i really like her i cannot become priyanka chopra or shahrukh khan right they they have their own charisma and so do i right okay. <laughs> so identify what are your strengths identify what are your strengths be genuine be compassionate be empathetic and trust me uh, there is the world is beautiful if you really have that kind of eyes to look at it wow so, <laughs> so just just be yourself you know and be genuine don't think too much i think too much thinking also takes you in a different plateau altogether which is not required okay just be there be happy and always have a good smiling face with genuine smile not just that 
put up mask because you never know who, who needs that you know to uh, look and and this is smile laughter is contagious right <laughs> okay so be you know let you will then live and let live right you know because everybody is fighting their own struggles so as a coach and mentor i think you should identify what that individual has what potential that person has and you know what will make that person happy right thank you so much apna thank you so much for your time and the way you have talked about the things so nicely and i believe not just the teachers over here even the students would be listening to this they will get so many insights from this conversation and the vibrant smile that you have i hope that uh, reaches to many of the hearts and that creates a ripple of uh, compassion empathy and uh, genuineness <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much apna thank you it's it's my pleasure and i you're doing a noble work because mental health is something that people do talk about it but they don't understand that this is something that everybody goes through and the person who is going through it you know needs someone to hear it out or right. at least just be besides them you may that person may not talk you may not hear but at least let that person know that you are there for that person right so actually i guess you were only telling that uh, whenever you have to listen to someone you just say mai hu na and then for you anyway so, whatever is there whenever you need i am there for you and that's the thing which can make anyone feel acceptable worthy and yes that's the hope that everyone needs absolutely absolutely my pleasure being on this uh, thank you so much for inviting me thank you so much apna